it feels so weird to just have us this week. Like, we don't have to introduce anybody or, like, struggle to get our squad cast to work. It's just us. Oh, God. The trials and tribulations of trying to do a podcast with... Trying to do a podcast, period, but then trying to do a podcast with (laughs) two people, three people. So what's new with you? So this is what's new with me, and I think it's going to delve nicely into our topic for today, but... Um, oh well, amazing. work is busy, obviously. We're doing, like, checks. So I have, like, I had 23 meetings this week. So that sucked. 23? How do you, how does that even work? You just, like, get, make your coffee early. You program it for an hour earlier. You stumble out of bed and tumble to the kitchen. Pour yourself a meetings. cup of ambition. But aren't they, like, an hour each? So wouldn't that be, like, 23 hours of meetings? Um, most of them are half an hour. That's still like three full work days, two and a half full work days. So cute, hey? <laughs> Super cute. That's the thing that I've never really understood about like my job, um, companies and mm. corporate life is just like the amount mm-hmm. of meetings. Like, how do you get anything done? You don't. You like have meetings about the like, work so- you need to do, get started on the work, and then there's another meeting that direction changes. Like nothing gets done. You just like continually change direction and have discussions. Yeah, I just kind of think like when I think about your job, I'm kind of like what. What does your job entail? <laughs> Same. <laughs> I got a new boss and he was like, so like, what do you see this like job and role like growing into? Like, what does the future of this role look like for you? And I was like, ooh, mm, that would You're require like doing me knowing what I do meeting. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That was embarrassing. But. Like, what's a day to day? Like, what would you do if you sat down at your desk Monday morning besides go to a meeting? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I would check emails <laughs> and reply to emails. What would an email be email? that you would have to reply to? Um, so I'm in resource management and like I like kind of I thought look, you were in IT. <laughs> I'm in the business technology department, but I'm in resource management for the business technology okay. department and I oversee our ppm software tool so like portfolio product management stuff so i get messages about like hey can't get onto the software what's my password and i say hey it's single (sighs) sign on just refresh your browser you don't have a password so you're literally like (laughs) mate it maintenance (laughs) you guys get a poli sci degree go want to go into government want to change make a change in the world Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm But the most interesting thing that happened to me this week was actually that I finished The Wilds on Amazon Prime. It's a show. It's like one season. It just came out. Oh. And it's for more seasons. And without like giving out like spoilers, it's about like a bunch of troubled girls and they're in high school. And you kind of think it's going to be crappy, but it's really good. So they're all are have a troubled past and they are going on this like women's retreat in Hawaii that their like parents think it's like a beautiful therapy thing. They're in the plane to go. It's like a month long and their plane goes down so it's like and then they end up on an island which like doesn't seem like my thing at all but it was on purpose like it wasn't an accident and they're being watched while they're on the island for like a study they're all part of this experiment cool no it was so good and it made me realize like you know how you'll never be able to fly a plane like you won't be that just makes sense but you kind of in the back of your head think that you can fly a plane you know, I, I don't agree with either of those. No, I think that if I wanted to, example. I could fly a plane, but I don't think I can fly a plane. This is the thing. Like, Have you seen me drive a car? Something oh my you God. think you can do, but there's no way that you can actually do it. But mine's like surviving mm-hmm. on a like desolute island. Like, I totally think that I can I do that. I think you could. I think I could, 100%. too. I think you could. I think about it all no, the time. No, I really think you could. 
all the time whenever I'm in the woods I'm like I could survive here by myself if I just got abandoned no I I totally think you could I think you're resourceful you're smart you have those street smarts you kind of grew up in the woods and you (laughs) like you know how people say like you're from the streets like no you're from like (laughs) the forest <laughs> so like I think you honestly yeah. could so me on the other hand I could not but that's the, if I like, I've never camped of our like, I don't know how because I feel like I yeah, was faced well, with that question every day of my key development years could you survive if we just <laughs> throwed you out yeah pretty much and then my lifestyle was like I had a fit so then I parked my like packed up my like Barbie suitcase and rolled it to the end of the drive I was like I'm leaving and my family were like okay go ahead and I like wouldn't leave that's so funny. <laughs> the bosses will see you now. But that's like just maybe that's just like the difference between our childhood environments, and that's what we now think about in our brains. What was your childhood environment? My childhood environment. Thank you for asking. From the age of <laughs> six ask. to twelve, I lived in the woods in the middle of nowhere on Adams Lake in British Columbia and I went to Mm -hmm. a one-room schoolhouse and we lived in like a little logging community that was built by my grandparents and by like lived in the woods I mean no cell service (laughs) yeah like Mm wi-fi in small parts of your home if you're lucky and Mm -hmm. you know you're related to everyone around you Yes. And you have to drive. I had to drive to Cassandra's house one time. Still never done it without being like, Dad, you can drive me to Cassandra's. Like, I'm 23 because I'm too scared to drive to her house because there's no cell service. I'm really bad with geography, so, like, I would get lost. Mm -hmm. But you need pretty much, like, a little, like, Mm -hmm. I remember driving with Cassandra's family the first time we went up there, and they just pulled up their walkie-talkies because when they go up the hill... Pull up the walkie-talkie to be like, breaker, breaker, I'm coming up the hill, so like, don't hit me because it was so narrow that people coming down, you would hit each other if you didn't be like, hey, I'm like lot two or whatever it was, like kilometer five, like, I don't know. No, truly, that is. Yeah, we're not joking, that's how it was. This is exactly how it was. This was my whole adolescent life (laughs) was in this environment, and I think that's why I think I can survive in the woods. I 100% believe you could. Like, I think that if I had to think of someone who I would be trapped in the woods with, it would probably be you because, you know, you're <laughs> smart, smart, answer. but also you're, like, I'd street or, like, forest smart. I'd find us a water source. We'd live for a little bit. You would. Mm-hmm. And, like, a safe water source. Absolutely. I'm not someone you would want to be stuck in the woods with, though. <laughs> I think you would it be would... good entertainment and moral support. Yeah. I'd be like, I think hey, I would think also I be in denial. Way? You'd be like, yes, definitely go that way. I believe you. But you screw up I feel like I should learn how to too. Be... Like, you don't feel like I you did. Can I grew up in a town. It's actually not a town. Um, no. It's definitely not what we called it. It was called The Village. Mm, it's a village. And how I described it when people asked me where I lived, I would say, Do you know where Kamloops is? Mm-hmm. And then I would say, Yeah, it's like 45 minutes out of Kamloops. <laughs> because if I said Chase, people wouldn't know. But yes, mm-hmm. I'm from Chase, British Columbia. It is a super cute Not originally, village. but from the ages of three to like 12. Yeah. Pardon? It's a super cute village, and everyone drives around in golf carts. One of the stereotypes of living in a small town is when people drive their tractors everywhere. And I was like, that's maybe a stereotype, but in Chase, it's not. They're legally allowed, the village is allowed to drive golf carts. So people just drive their golf carts to so and from cool. around town. They have no tinkers. Yeah, we don't have a street light. Like, there's no lights. Like, there's only one four way stop sign. <laughs> Seems like a lot to me. Oh, I guess there's. 
I guess there's two. There's two. That's pretty good. There's two stop signs. Two stop signs. (laughs) Rolling in the big leagues. This is Battle of the Small Towns. The two girls will (laughs) fight to the death to determine who truly had the most stereotypical small town upbringing. My town is so small, it didn't even have a high school. My town was so small, the place where you rented your movies from was also the place where you bought your ice cream and got your fishing tackle and <laughs> rods. Oh, snap. That's insane. A six in one, baby. <laughs> My town is so small, we didn't have a grocery store or paved roads. <laughs> My town was so small, the mayor also mowed everyone's lawns. <laughs> Chase also he's like he originally had like his landscaping company and he did everyone's like lawns but then he became the mayor shout out to your mayor he sounds super cute isn't that the cutest thing ever but that is small town vibe my town is so small the mayor is just my uncle and there's only 50 people and they're all cousins (laughs) yeah i think you win I think I win for small town vibes. You win for like hick hillbilly in the mountains vibes. Today we're going to talk about our experiences Mm -hmm. growing up in small town. I think a lot of people can relate to this. I think a lot of people think, for example, Kamloops is a small town, which in a way it is. So I think this is next level because, you know, 1,500 people where I grew up, Mm -hmm. 50 and all related where Cassandra grew up. Mm -hmm. But I think we want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and also what you learned from growing up in a small town, especially as people with big aspirations. Yeah, I would love to hear, like, your stereotypes for a small town because I think your where you grew up is the more stereotypical what people think of as a small mm-hmm. town in their mind, and yeah. mine's just, like, off the grid. Yeah, yours is, like, not really a small town because it would have to be a town to be a small town, yeah. so it's kind of just... You know, I think it's actually it's just listed as a campsite on maps. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think you grew up at a campsite because, like, you have yeah. a house, but I wouldn't even say you're, like, a village because I'm, where I grew up is a village, yeah. village of Chase. Yeah. So I think yours is actually more of, like, a commune. I, know. <laughs> like, I don't it's, even know. It sounds like an Amish community, but it's not. I think one thing that everyone talks about with small towns that I kind of want to talk to is that everyone knows your business. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows your business. Like, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your business. It's super gossipy. Like, I think, in my experience, obviously, like, everyone knows everything because you're family anyway. But even, like, my Mm -hmm. experience with Barrier, because we would go to to Barrier often, that was, like, going to town. And everyone knew everything about everybody and everyone's parents and everyone's cousins. Mm -hmm. I just think about it. And, I mean, it's not, not like we're promoting gossip, but... I mean, when you do know everyone and there's only a certain amount of people around you, you're going to hear, oh, this is what's going on in this person's life, this is what's going on in this person's life. Like, it's just kind of, like, how it goes. One thing that I love about small towns is everyone smiles at you when you walk past them in the street. I will be driving in Chase, and I go there for my summers because we kept our house there for the summers, and I come back from Kamloops, and I'm, like, driving down the street, and someone will stop what they're doing, yeah. walking down the street, turn to my car, and wave. Do I know them? No. no. But they just, like, stop what they're doing to wave at you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, did I know you? I'm so sorry. No, I, just, I love so that nice. vibe. I love it. I love it, too. And it's it just seems like common, like, human decency to be friendly and to smile and make eye contact and, like, treat the person that's next to you as if they're actually there. It just seems so common Mm. sense and that's like the biggest adjustment 
I think when you go to a bigger city is like oh no one like looks at me it's like I don't even exist and it's kind of dehumanizing no it's it, in a way like it's like a culture shock going from a small town to a big city when people come to visit Chase like tourists in the summer they're like oh taking pictures like it's so quiet it's so mm-hmm. cute like it's just like this cute little like it's like a little tourist attraction you know like oh. this this store doesn't have a door that locks on it oh my, oh my gosh, gosh so adorable and trusting, so trusting. like <laughs> oh my god the little things so trusting so safe except chase literally the bank has been like robbed twice and like burnt down chase? two times like <laughs> chase has drama like the drama. drama like the i think it's called like the shoe swap esquire or something like their paper that you would get like we would sometimes go to chase for church and pick you it mean up the chase sunflower it like was bumping yeah. like every single time you'd read it, it would be like yeah another time the bank burnt down another thing stolen like yeah the things that happened in Chase or like the train blew up like it was always like this tiny oh, little yeah. town the most intense things <laughs> when you live in Chase or a small town because I lived on the side of the water so to get anywhere I had to cross the train tracks mm-hmm. to, to get anywhere so living with a train the vibe is that pretty much you tried to beat it every morning before school but mm-hmm. you couldn't that's also how you learn to like tell time you would be like oh two trains went by this morning it must be like 11 30 yeah. like you just started to become like accustomed to I it that's so and i had a small f- town like canadian small town i know no so straight funny. up i had a friend who lived right by the train tracks and i'd sleep over at her house we would just like became used to it but it would just be you'd be having like a small earthquake but a train would just be going by and it was just totally normal just so chill and like you learn to sleep through it. So whenever I would like come to Chase, I'd be like, how, how the heck do you sleep? Because it's like blaring its horn. <laughs> I think another fun thing about small towns that I learned about is like, you know, you went lived in a small town if the parties that you went to were not house parties, but they were a parties at like abandoned mills. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Or like in like an old garage. Yeah, I never did those ones, yeah. but definitely the abandoned mills like outside in like the forest. Right. Oh yeah, like forest parties. That was huge. Totally. Mm-hmm. And barrier, it was like people's sheds. Barrier vibes and Chase vibes are not the same. Like, two very no. different towns. Mm-mm. Those are very different. I think that's important to note. Like, very different small town vibes because Chase was very much not, like, rodeo vibes. Mm. Like, that is, like, very much. Barrier. It's almost like barriers like Texas and Chase is, like, California. But, like, they're both the discount versions. They're both. The, I'm a little bit biased, but they're both just, like, I, the discount I'm version. With you, I would say, yes, barriers like Texas, but I would say chases maybe like minnesota or like idaho because of the like corn thing but it's on the water i'm sure they have like okay i'm just saying like the overall theme of chase is the water right which just seems very okay fine not california <laughs> maybe florida okay okay i'll give you florida actually i'll give it to you yeah I'll, you can have florida actually that's a good one thank yeah, you oh my, oh my gosh. gosh i feel like this is to. the most small yes. town vibe ever so there's a restaurant and it was it's this one restaurant and i have lived and been a chase has been a part of my life for 20 years yeah. like in some capacity and it's like every year it changes its name because it goes <laughs> out of business and someone takes it over mm-hmm. so it was like the loft mm-hmm. but it's been the loft like probably like seven or eight times it just completely changes yeah. all the time um and i think that's just like the most small town vibe ever is that it just can't really stay open because it's like such a big restaurant right. that it's hard to be supported but you have to have one have restaurant, restaurant so nobody's willing to let it close yeah i think the best part of that story is that that place is haunted oh it is i've heard that it's haunted mm-hmm. too so 
you went to Chase Elementary and then you went into Kamloops like halfway through elementary school. So what were like the differences you noticed just in school like when you did that transition? (laughs) From going to Chase Haldane to going to a preppy private school, Catholic school? Um, Like what were the, what was that culture shock like? I mean, okay. I can never really identify completely with the small town aesthetic Mm -hmm. in the way that I wasn't born there I was born in Ontario but I feel like a lot of people from small towns they camp they're outdoorsy Mm -hmm. they're more that vibe that's never been me or my family I definitely felt like I fit in when I went to the Catholic private school Mm -hmm. like I didn't feel like it was but I will say that when I moved to Kamloops, I had two friends maybe that I knew that went down the street from me. Besides that, all my classmates were scattered across Kamloops. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Chase, I had all my friends in like a five-minute mm-hmm. radius walk from me. And we would all walk to school together. I think Chase is like yeah. chef's kiss place to grow up and raise your kids. I think there's a right time to leave mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to kind of go off and explore. And whether you come back or not, like... Chase is a great place to come back and raise kids. I totally believe that. I do think if you do live in a small town, though, I think it's good to challenge yourself to go and elsewhere mm-hmm. for a bit and experience life because it's so different. So for me, it's kind of like different. So my grandmother on my mom's side lived at the lake. Like her husband and her started this community. So my mom and I moved there and my dad still worked in Kamloops. So we had a house in Kamloops. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because it was such a small community, we only went to school four days a week. Amazing. Because it was like six of how us. How it should be. No, how it should be. Like, I will vouch for that forever. And so on Fridays, like, we would go to town and I would do dance. And I, there was lots of moments where I didn't like it because, like, I was kept on having to do new stuff. But my parents were, mm-hmm. like, pretty adamant that I did that just for the socialization aspect because I was getting, like, mm-hmm. none of that. <laughs> well, I could see that. I mean, I didn't have that problem because there were so many children in Chase, but you were literally living with your parents in a house mm-hmm. where you had a couple of cousins around you. Yeah, our school at the most had 12 people and then at the minimum had six. So there was, like, me and three other girls for, like, the majority of the time and then, like, again, like, four boys or something. So wait. Are you saying you, like, never experienced a crush or at least, like, an ethical crush (laughs) until you went to grade six, seven? No, until you went to grade eight. Until I went to grade eight. Well, we, well. What the heck? I've been crushing (laughs) on boys since kindergarten. Same, but, like, we would, Wait, but you, they were, you were related to all of them. No, no, no. So we would, so technically we had the same principal as barrier elementary so we were like really connected so we would do all of our like sports uh, days if there was like a professional development day we would go to barrier photo days at barrier so we were we knew the people that went to barrier we didn't go to school with them so we were connected but yeah no not mm-hmm. that wasn't really an option to like boys until i was in grade eight yeah that was definitely the biggest um, difference i think between us was not so much like yeah small towns so connected to our communities but like I had zero socialization and like I had to be friends with the three people that were there and sometimes we didn't get along and there was nothing no one I could go and hang out with instead so it's just like how do you think that affected your when you came to Kamloops to go to school your like social aspect (laughs) so awkward I think it was like I was I think social like cues and like being in those environments are like a muscle you practice and something in the pandemic I noticed my muscle has not been worked out very much because I have like 
an hour time span where I can be around people. And I noticed that mm-hmm. when I was like starting in grade eight, it was like, I'm exhausted being around people all the time. I'm not used to it. I don't know what's Crazy. hip, how to like interact in big groups. I totally was so shy mm-hmm. and quiet and reserved just because I genuinely had no idea how to do it. Until, but I figured it out. Like you learn and you adjust, but I had no idea how to interact. But you have to get away. Yeah. Like, we all take different paths, but like the people that maybe did the small town and then went to Barrier for high school, I think got way less of that social interaction. And when I see them in large settings, even though I'm like way more introverted, probably, I know how to handle myself way better just because I've had to practice that muscle all the time. I think everything in life is just all about exposure. And so the more you're exposed to things like that, the more the more you're exposed to discomfort, the more you're going to be able to cope with it. Yeah, totally. You know, it doesn't mean those people are any less capable. They, they just have not been exposed to that type of conversation. Yeah. I noticed that when I went to California. Yeah. That was a culture shock for me. Okay. Just in the sense that I was like, holy smokes, these people, you know, live a completely yeah. different way than I'm used to. I went to a very rich private school in California for six months and it was like a culture shock in that sense. I remember someone came up to me and I was friends with her. She was super nice, but she just went like, I don't know, like she knew nothing about Canada. Nothing. She didn't know where Vancouver was, like BC. No, but US people do not know anything about Canada. They don't. And she was like, she was like, what even is there to do in Canada? Like, I don't know what you would do there. Like, do you guys have anything? In my head, I just thought, like, Vancouver is essentially, like, California. Like, I was just like, what? But but that's the thing is, when you don't know, you're not exposed to something, you're ignorant to it. And you don't know. And that's not to say a bad thing. Like, there's so many things all of us are ignorant to. There's always going to be, like, a different level of things you're not aware of. One thing that I think my biggest, my favorite thing about the small town that I grew up in was, and it's going to sound so cheesy and basic, but just the sense of community. I look back Mm -hmm. on my childhood, and I just think of waking up in the morning at seven before going to school and running over to my neighbors and spending the morning just chatting with them while they're gardening. And then every Sunday we went to church and then there would be a pancake breakfast downstairs and you would talk with everyone in the community. Yeah, I think that sense of community is something that I notice a huge difference too from people that I can tell when someone's been to like grew up in a small town or not generally because of that like connection to community. I think it's interesting to see like from Chase is obviously bigger than where I'm from, but you just kind of see how everything affects everybody else. You can see mm-hmm. on a really small scale, if someone's having a bad day or said something, you can see how it affects the around them. All those little yeah. minute things, like you can see the effects on it. And that's something like on a big scale, I was so interested in like economics and stuff because mm-hmm. these big, huge, mm-hmm. ominous ideas were affecting my uncle's company and my neighbor if they could pay rent like it just I could see it yeah and it didn't make oh, sense that's super to me. it was like a learning experience totally and you could see how like policy and stuff affected people on the ground which I don't think you really see when you're in like a big community because you don't really interact with your neighbors you don't know how they're doing no. financially or how I they're being it, affected by one policy to the next but you do at that small yeah level. I agree and I think it teaches you empathy in a way mm-hmm. because like I think back to when there were like losses in the Chase community and it wasn't just like a loss for the family it was like a loss for like yeah. the entire community and it was like everyone was impacted and I think in a way as a child seeing that it showed me the importance mm-hmm. of certain life events totally. whereas you know if you're growing up just in an apartment with just your core four family members you don't know anyone else around you if nothing happens to those four 
family members yeah. you're not going to see the impact you're not going to be exposed to that type of thing you're sheltered in some ways mm-hmm. but you're also exposed to a lot more at a young age because you see so much going on yeah and I think like you can easily see how important like connectedness is and having that empathy because like one of the big things was when we were at school we would do all these like school events for the community to come to like we would do like Christmas plays with seven of us and like I sometimes the girls had to play Santa like it was just there wasn't enough people Mm -hmm. that was fun um (laughs) it's really good for when you're like prepubescent and you have to dress up like an old man that like really feels good (laughs) really helps your self-esteem I was mother Mary one time (laughs) but like those bring the like the community together and since the school is no longer running because there wasn't enough kids to go and then there was some like environmental stuff that happened so there's no school anymore. So you see that there's a lack of strength with the community because they're not coming together. And just that little thing of having a school where all the kids could meet, all those little things build up strength in a community and you can see it firsthand. I know. Do you ever feel sad for people who grew up not in a small community? And I'm not not to say, like, I can't say that it was better than growing up in a big city because mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't grow up in a big city. Yeah. So one over the other. But when I think about my experience, I just think, like, how great my childhood was because everyone was so close and knew each other. And I have these great memories mm-hmm. of people from all around town and all these experiences that I wouldn't have had if everything wasn't in, like, a five to ten minute walking radius. Totally. This is something that I kind of, like, talk about with my boyfriend because he grew up in the city and he was like, I loved Shout where out. I lived. And the, he was, like, in the suburbs and he was like, I think that's the best place to raise a family and go to school and you can hang out on the street. And I was like, absolutely not. The best place is a small town because you can, like, mm-hmm. go and hang out at someone's house and walk over and play in the woods and be connected to nature. Like, wouldn't you want to say, mm-hmm. okay, kids, go play outside, come back at 5 o'clock and not worry about yeah. their safety? Like. I think the strength of your environment is so important to your development. Like, Mm -hmm, I was connected to nature. I think that is huge for how I feel holistically, being connected in that way Mm -hmm. and feeling connected to my environment. But also in the small town, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of attention. Like, the school was, like, the main thing of the community. Mm -hmm. So everyone was, like, (laughs) invested in making sure our education was the great. All the parents came to everything. People care. People cared. And you saw that, that people were invested in what you did mm-hmm. and I think maybe in those big towns that's true see that when I think about people that have had really negative experiences in small towns it kind of happens in that high school stage when you're kind of figuring out who you are mm-hmm. I'm pretty fortunate and I didn't experience bullying in school but I think in small like settings you can and it can be brutal because everyone you know mm-hmm. is ganging up on you Mm-hmm. versus like mm-hmm. having to find the other people that are misfits when you're the only misfit like it gets hard right? yeah I think that's super true and you're trying to find your people and it's much harder to find your quote-unquote people in a pool of 20 kids mm-hmm. rather than 400 yeah. and I mean 400 can be just as malicious but I think that it's harder to feel maybe comfortable with yourself when you're surrounded by that because do you feel like if you stayed it would be easier to become stagnant if you stay in a small town for you anyways I yeah that's hard I think I know a lot of people a lot of my family members kind of stayed in the small town and that what that's what keeps small towns going is that the people that grew up there Mm -hmm. stay there and they I think for when I look back on like the people I went to school with and my experiences versus them again it's that exposure thing I think a big thing is that 
you become tolerant and understanding of people that are different than you when you become in a small town mm-hmm. or a big town. I think your mindset can only expand so much when you're not being exposed to new things. So mm-hmm. in that way, I guess, Stegen, I, I don't think that necessarily professionally or emotionally fulfilled you are, but... It's easy to become comfortable mm-hmm. too, right? If every time you push yourself to do something extra mm-hmm. in life, you're going to have to learn to adjust because you're going to be exposed to people who are smarter yeah. than you, who work harder, who are more invested. There's not that constant but, feeling of like competition almost, which in some ways is mm-hmm. good. Some ways is bad. In some ways it's good, yeah, but to push yourself maybe. What do you think it is about how we were raised different from a lot of people in your small town or hometown? that made you so wanting to be so high achieving it's definitely environment i think environment is one of the main factors you know my parents are both highly accomplished in their careers my mom is a italian woman with strong family Mm -hmm. roots but also you know opinions as italian women are and rules of this is how we conduct ourselves this is how we are like i was it may shock you, but I was grown up with and raised with a certain level of class and caliber Absolutely. with everything that I did. Absolutely. Like, this is a great place to raise a family, but you're going to go off to university. Mm-hmm. Can't do that in Chase. There's no university. We're going to go into Canloops for high school because we want you to ex- be exposed to more people. We want you to be exposed to more extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. My family always wanted me to do dance and sports. Mm-hmm. They had things that they knew would help me develop and grow as a person dance taught me discipline so did sports so my parents picked these extracurriculars to expose me to i think that's a huge thing too i i totally agree it was always like expected to go to university i think mm-hmm. again i think that small town thing you have to and we've talked about that a little bit earlier was like you could see how economics or something impacts one family next to another and you become more empathetic and stuff and i think it's important to note that small towns generally have less economic access Generally, small towns mm-hmm. are cheaper prices to buy homes. You're, the type of jobs are more like industry jobs. And that economic mm-hmm. access isn't as easily available. And so for me, mm-hmm. even though I grew up in the middle of nowhere in a logging community, my dad worked in town and my parents made it really available for me to do dance, to like make those sacrifices mm-hmm. so they had the economic means that university was in my path. Like, it does take a st- like a sense of status to be able to do it. It, it costs money to be able to do those 100%. things, right? Like a lot of the friends that I had, they were in line for family businesses mm-hmm. that did great yeah, exactly. because they were the only construction place in town. They were the only grocery totally. store in town. I think so too. I think what we have a lot in common, and I think we relate about this a lot, is like our families put value in education so highly. But you should be curious and passionate and explore Mm -hmm. and that was always at the forefront of my family and even though it was a small town like education our education was incredible we had six people to one amazing teacher so my education was insane Mm -hmm. but there's just that high value of education is definitely always going to push you to pursue Mm -hmm. more yeah and I mean smaller does not mean worse look at that you had a great educational experience because it was more one-on-one I remember when you came to our school you were like two grades ahead in math (laughs) because you had just learned it already yeah I would also like to say your nephew is like four years younger than you like that's a small town vibe but okay that's separate (laughs) because that's like the non-small town part of my like family's life it's still it's still fine um but speaking of like small towns Mm -hmm. being high quality chase grocery store is like award-winning because they're so good like it's bc wide like number one grocery store or something 
Oh my gosh, Craig's Bakery? Craig's Bakery. It's like the best bakery you can ever find. How did I forget about that? Honestly, how did I forget about that? This is the definition of small town. You know, it's got photos of the shoe swap all around it. It's literally, as soon as you walk in, it's like, buy a piece loaf of bread for someone else. Like, leave a loaf of bread. Like, do you know what I mean? You can, like, pick something to leave for someone so that the next person that comes in, you've already paid for it for them. Like, it's so cute. The food is incredible. You can get this ginormous breakfast for, like, $4.99. It's like like inflation doesn't exist. No, Chef's Kiss is the best in the world. And it's like... Mm-hmm. family run it's just cozy it's mm-hmm. yeah it's like what five dollars for like a giant breakfast it's excellent and the best part is they literally send food to Kamloops and they, they stock Kamloops grocery stores with their baked goods shout, shout out you're welcome feeding the Kamloops. masses and when I say it's Craig's bakery I mean Craig is in the back baking and that is how you know That's it's a small know, town it's legit. and that you love like it Luke's cafe it is Craig it's definitely a stereotype that small town schools don't have as good of like education so what was their experience like in chase so i could be wrong and i'm gonna answer this question twice in the sense that i need to fact check this and then come back to it but i'm pretty sure chase like what elementary school won an award for being like a great school it was like one of the top schools in the school school district district. that sounds correct to me I think, like, there's definitely, like, now, a stereotype because it's harder for teachers to get jobs in Kamloops. That's where they want to be. So it's like, oh, I guess I'll take the job in Barrier. Mm-hmm. So people don't think it's as good. But I don't know. I think they care more. I, I so had the best experiences with teachers. I think it's interesting because there was a Chase. This is, this is a very small town mm-hmm. story. There was a Chase primary school and elementary school. Mm-hmm. And right around the time when I was still in the primary school, they were going to close it down, and it is mm-hmm. closed down now, just because they were going to move all the students. So the elementary school was K to, K to grade 7 instead of just being, K like, 6, 7, 8. Yeah. And all the parents were like, oh, my gosh, like, what are we going to do? So my dad and my dad's friend made, like, a PowerPoint presentation to the Stop. school board who was going to shut oh down God, the primary Kenneth. school. And they went up. My dad went in his, like, suit. And he I was, like, him. and him and my other friend's dad went in, and they convinced the primary school to stay open. And they ended up staying open for, like, a couple more years. And then they ended up shutting down. And at that point, my dad was like, hey, we well, don't go here anymore. But <laughs> he was so an activist cute. for a bit. Isn't that the coolest I story? Love that story see that's like small towns mm-hmm. to a t like they will go and they will yeah. care and they'll be supportive because they that would be like a tv episode Absolutely. like the school's getting shut down the parents have to rally mm-hmm. i agree oh my gosh that's so cute i love that i think that's like i think i just think like your elementary years are like the most crucial to your development I, like mm-hmm. high school all of it but i think like if you have a really strong education when you're young and support system like you're setting yourself up for success i think you're right when you say that those years are the most impactful to you as you becoming and the well-rounded human that you're going to become and i think more of that rather than coming from the academic standpoint obviously you want your school to teach you things but more of that actually comes from the social aspect Mm -hmm. the getting to know people, learning empathy, talking to your teachers, being engaged mm-hmm. and feeling cared about and loved and learning learning those social skills yeah. that you might not get being in a big elementary private school or something. Yeah, I think like they just teach you to care more about your environment too. That's the thing about small towns. Like you and I are both really connected to the lake and the water and the environment and we're so appreciative mm-hmm. of where we are in our surroundings. I think that's a huge impact of living in a small community i agree i think like the biggest thing i felt when i was younger was i was so intimidated by 
people in Kamloops or like the bigger city and it is intimidating to leave or intimidating to take that online course or intimidated to go to TRU etc but even though you're from a small town like everyone is feeling that those nerves especially on those first days and everyone's trying to fit in no matter where you're from you're still going to have those same jitters and find something you have in common so being understanding of that when you meet people whether they're from a big city a small town a village or a forest um just to like round it off what is like a funny Mm -hmm. story you have from your small town that just like encapsulates what it meant to grow up there Okay, you're gonna have to go first because I already told a couple of mine. I need to think of some. I think when I think about this, it always stands out in my head. I tell to everybody, but again, there was like five of us or six of us, and we would go like on biking days out in the woods on the dirt roads. It was all dirt roads, and we would we went biking all of us and the teacher to because we all had mountain bikes, obviously. obviously, obviously, and we biked up to watch one of my cousins, one of the parents like work on the loader machine or whatever and do like logging in this like logging square I'm so good at this (laughs) I'm clearly from there um and so we were like all watching it was cool that was like part of our education to like watch someone use big machinery it was great and then we biked back and we were like all really competitive so we like had a race to get back to school on our bikes and the teacher was helping one of my cousins who didn't know how to ride a bike that well so they were all behind us and it was me and two of my boy cousins and we like booked it as fast as we could go on our little bikes and we're almost at the school and we had to stop and drop our bikes and there was like a giant mama bear in the middle of the road right in front of our school door (laughs) so us being kids and like not really know what to do we just like dropped our bikes and my boy cousins picked up rocks and started throwing (gasps) rocks at the bear to get it to go away. Is that what you're supposed to do? No. <laughs> no. What are you supposed, supposed to do? To... See, this is why I would die in the forest. Yeah, this is actually like a safety safety lesson now. It was like the fall, so they were kind of, it was kind of drunk. It was like trying to get ready for hibernation. So it was like throwing rocks and they were just throwing far closer and closer and closer, these rocks. So I pick up my bike and I like bike over to the teacher and I was like, hey, bear rocks at it let's go figure this out so we had to like all as a class do like the put your bikes down stop look at it in the eye and like rotate around and like face it as we got inside of our school and then we had to do two weeks of bear safety i was just gonna say so like the equivalent of when we all learned like stop drop and roll yeah. and you guys are like stop rocks bears yeah. and like no 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 like army crawl to your yeah, school don't attack a hungry bear basically who knew life hacks on the boss yeah. project today who, don't throw rocks you didn't bear. know this was a wilderness survival episode but it is that's a great story and also guys if you need any questions about bear safety shout out cassandra <laughs> yeah, right yeah, in yeah. i was personally very scared to go down the slide at my mm. neighbor's pool mm-hmm. up until the age of like recently I don't know, 12, <laughs> like recently. I feel like, um, like I couldn't, there, I couldn't go down. And the- you were like, Cass, check this out. And I was like, Kennedy, we're 20. <laughs> we're like 20. I'm like, watch me go down the slide. You know what? It was scary. <laughs> you know what though? I doggy paddle still. Like if I get panicked. When you get I scared. Only- you're like, so I doggy cute. paddle. Grew up at a lake. <laughs> Well, I grew up, yeah, grew up on the water. (laughs) 
Um, that's a sheltered lifestyle. No, so, but, like, my whole neighborhood was invested in the fact that I could not go down the neighbor's slide to the point where my family bought me my certain Nintendo DSs, but I wasn't allowed to get mine until I went oh, down the slide. Oh, my gosh, you were um, bribed. My neighbor came over and, like, drove, like, they would gather and see if I would go down, and I didn't, and my neighbor jumped into the pool in her clothes to try and, like, persuade me to be like, look, like, it's fine, come in the water, and I still wouldn't do it. Aww. I don't think I did it till I was 20. probably, like, 15 <laughs> on, like, a summer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, like, I didn't have that exposure. <laughs> I know, it's it's all about exposure. <laughs> Today's title. It was, like, my neighbor's neighbor's <laughs> But you know what? Maybe to this day, if I didn't have that exposure, I would still not be Absolutely. able to go down slides. No. Yeah. One story that, like, comes to mind that makes me think about elementary school was we would get substitutes all the time because we had, like, one teacher. So a substitute would have to come from Kamloops, figure out how to get there, oh my which is God. an hour and a half oh away. Oh, my gosh. Poor, poor, poor soul. And one time, she was really, really late. So we all showed up to school. She, like, the TOC wasn't there. So we went home. And then we were, like, someone got a call. Like, she's trying to find it and whatever. So we all go out and we're walking. And my cousin's, like, on his bike ahead of her, ahead of us, meets a little car, and the girl pulls over, and she's like, hey, I'm looking for Brennan Creek Elementary. Mind you, this was, like, a nine-year-old kid she was talking to. Like, she should have had, like, alarm bells going off. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's five kilometers up. Keep going. It's, like, kilometer 42. Oh, my God. It's not. Like, it was behind her, and we were all headed to school. <laughs> So eventually she figured it out and we were all there. So we were waiting for her at the school before she shows up. And the cousin was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. So we hid him in a closet in a one-room school. (laughs) And we just hid him in the closet, like in the sports closet, Mm -hmm. the whole day from like 10 a.m. to like three. Like we were all in on the joke. This poor girl. I feel so bad for her. so funny. But we had P.E. and then we had to like play soccer and go in like the closet where he was hiding. And she opens the door and this kid falls out and was like, <laughs> I think, I think we got like, dismissed. This is the kid yeah. that told me. So, so he got found. He got found. And I think she was just like so sad oh that she just like dismissed us for the day. And we're like, okay. <laughs> wow. I yeah. do not have a story to top that. That is incredible. <laughs> Wait, I do have that. I do yes. have a story now and then we'll finish. <laughs> So, one thing that I did, and this is kind of scandalous, mm. actually, you guys. This is, like, a, like this is never really heard information about me. Um, a lot of people you don't know, but I'm actually married, and I've been married <laughs> twice, actually. Um, oh, and that is something that I guess we did for fun in small oh towns. There's nothing else to do. But I married two of my sister's friends, and one was straight up, like, my sister's, one of my sister's really good friends. Um, we did a ceremony. Her dad walked me down the aisle. Both of no. all of our parents watched. We dress up. I wore her grandmother's <gasps> actual wedding dress and stood like in the backyard. It was legit. So I wore this actual so wedding funny. dress. I was like maybe like ten, so it was it was buttoned up and like pulled together, like cinched. And I married my sister's who was a girl friend, and we got married. Cute. And then uh, a couple years later, I married my sister's other friend. So I don't know if it's legit because, so you know, I don't know how many marriages you can have. Maybe it was annulled. But we got married to um, the theme Avril Lavigne song no. played on the keyboard. Yeah. I think it was complicated. Stop. Mm-hmm. 
and it was really romantic and acoustic. <laughs> so I got married twice, and actually, one of those girls got married last summer, and at her wedding, I told that story, and was like, just so you know, your marriage is not actually real, not because we're already we're married. married. So I'm so excited to have that information, and I can't wait to play the acoustic version of It's Com- So Complicated at your wedding. <laughs> at my wedding? <laughs> Who's best? So if you've been gone to a small town, visited a small town, or have questions about small towns, write in. You guys, we've actually been getting write-ins to our forum, and (laughs) it's actually exciting. We're we're being selective about what we talk about, but we're also getting lots of kind words about Mm. the podcast, and we love it. People are personally messaging us, and we appreciate it. If you feel so inclined, personally message us on the podcast app and leave a review, and say those kind words on apple podcast review if you know anything about people from small towns they just need a lot of reassurance so we both need a lot of validate us validation so please leave us a message dm us tell us how we made your day comment like leave a review download subscribe do a little and just keep being you cute little self you look so good (laughs) sounds so smart (laughs) All right, that is it for us this week. We've been so happy to come back and just chat here with you guys. We love having our guests, but it's also nice to just be here and chat. So the bosses are out. The office is now closed. We'll see you next week.